Good morning, Mayor. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayera. Parshas Vayera is an incredibly important Parsha in keeping with our understanding of much of the book of Bereshis being Derech Eretz Kodma La Torah, teaching us how we are to be of highest moral standards as a prerequisite for accepting the Torah. So the parasha begins with the extraordinary hachnasas orchim, the extraordinary welcoming of guests that Avraham does three days after his circumcision. Avraham had a note from his doctor, so to speak. He is to rest and not run around. It was an exceedingly hot day. Avram was in pain. Everything was pointing to the fact that he should not be busy entertaining. But our rabbis tell us that Avram was more pained by his not being able to entertain that God who originally made it so hot that Avram would realize that that's why people aren't out and that's why he cannot extend hospitality in order to make Avram happy God brings three angels in the form of men for Avram to quote unquote do his thing and it's amazing that our rabbis note based on the Gemara in Bav Mitziah, Pezayin Amar Aleph, 87a, that Avram Avinu set the tone for the future righteous individuals. Namely, he conducted himself as being emor ma'at va'asehar bey. He said and promised little but delivered much. What does he say to the three, what appear to him as men? He said to them, please come. Come on, all I'll do is take a little bit of bread, okay? And and a little bit of water to refresh yourselves. Meaning, it's not going to be any bother whatsoever. Please except my humble hospitality. And as soon as they come in, what does he do? Unbelievable. V'yel ha-bakar ras Avram. The Torah continues that Avram ran to the cattle, took a calf, and the rabbis tell us that literally the whole house is fetched into incredible excitement, making a barbecue and providing Sarah hurry up and bake cakes for our special guests. And who are these special guests? These are three quote-unquote nomads who Avram Avinu has to say, please wash your feet before you come in, not because Sarah just vacuumed the rug, because as Rashi tells us, they worship the dust. So we're not dealing with three great monotheists, people who believe like Avram. No, three men created in the image of God. That was enough for Avraham to extend this incredible hospitality. 
But note once again, the nature of Avram Avinu is emor ma'at, promise little, say you're going to do little, and v'asei harbei, but in the end, do a great deal. The Talmud continues and says, but by the Rishoim, by the wicked, it's just the opposite. And there we learn from next week's parsha of Ephron, from whom Avram refused to take the gift of a burial plot for Sarah. And so, initially, what does Ephron say? Come on, a piece of parcel, Eretz, Arba Meo Shekel Kesef, right? A land worth 400 silver shekel. Between you and me, what is it? Bury your dead. And in the end, Avram doesn't simply pay 400 shekel, but 400 of the most weighty shekel that was found anywhere, which comes to an exorbitant amount of money. And so, the wicked say what? (laughs) They are, unfortunately, they say a lot, and even a little, they don't do. Now, this concept of emor ma'at v'yaseyar bey, that the righteous say and promise little, but do a great deal, the Sefer Sum Derech by the late Rosh Yeshiva of Hebron, Rav Simcha Ziskind Brody, Ova Shalom, has a very exciting essay where he breathes life into this concept. And he takes us to the end of the first chapter of Avos, whereby Shammai teaches these exact words. Shammai said, Emor me'at And Havi Makabil is called Receive everybody, Besever Ponim Yafos, with a very pleasant countenance. And Rabbeinu Yonah, in his commentary on this Mishnah, says that there are really two different levels to understanding this teaching of say little and do a lot. The first one is Miderech Hamusar Vachasidus, in terms of the refinement of the character of an individual. The individual is to be taught to act in a manner of tznius, of modesty. He's to be taught to act in a manner of anava, humility. And so, rather than say, look what I'm going to do for you, look what I, 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 no, play down the I. A very important concept in character development. But then he says, in addition, says Rabbeinu Yonah, it's from Midas Elionos. This is literally going with the trait of that which we find up above. Namely, that God himself is emor ma'at How so? God promised Abraham 
in last week's parsha of Bris Ben Absorim that the Jewish people will be unfortunately enslaved, persecuted, first strangers in a land which is not theirs, and the nation that does this to them, Don Onochi, I will judge. That's all God says. Leave it to me. I will judge. If you look in the fifth book of the Torah, in chapter 4, verse 34, in Vo'es Hanan, notes Rabbeinu Yonah, the two words that God said he would do is really the 34th Pasuk, which has no less than 27 words. And in these 27 words, what he does, Hashem is, wow, did you ever see someone who has miraculously come to take for himself a nation from amidst a nation, challenges, signs, wonders, war, strong hand, outstretched arm, greatly awesome deeds, such as everything that Hashem, your God, did for you in Egypt before your eyes. No less than 27 psukim to implement the two words. God said he'll do little, and look how much he does. On this, Rabbi Yona quotes Rapsadja Gaon, and Rapsadja Gaon says, please note that if we look at this teaching and God's two words are implemented with such great force, then take a look how the prophets speak about the forthcoming redemption that will be at the time when the Mashiach comes. And they write about it at such length that one can only imagine the great deeds that God is going to perform at that time. And I call your attention to a very exciting Meshechachma. The Meshechachma, in his comment on the Shira, Az Yashir, so in chapter 15, verse 11, so the verse concludes in praise of Hashem, meaning that God, who is too awesome for praise, the doer of wonders. And on these two words, Osefela, the doer of wonders, comes along the Meshechachma, cites from the Pasuk, from chapter 7, verse 15, in the Navi Micha, who says, In accordance with the way you left Egypt, will I show you wonders, meaning you have not seen anything yet. The Meshachachma goes on to explain. Imagine what it was like when the telegraph was first invented. A man was able to send a message from, and communicate from one part of the world to another in a matter of seconds. This was such a wonder. 
when the telephone came years later, even though this was a greater technological advancement, people were not as stirred as when the telegraph came. Because now the form of communication has been elevated from the written word, from a a code, to the voice. But the concept is not a new concept. Says the Meshachachma that in the future, that which Hashem is going to do for the Jewish people is going to be like the telegraph, meaning it's going to be something that nobody could ever expect. Unbelievable. And this is all rooted in Emor Ma'at, and in this case here, the Nevi'im say little, in as much as they say a great deal, but there's so much more that we can excitedly please God, await at that time of redemption. There's another factor that needs to be mentioned in conjunction with Emor Ma'at Vyasehar Bey. It's not only the character of the one who is doing the kindness, but it's also great concern for the recipient, that the recipient should realize and not be put on the spot. If you tell the recipient you're going to do so much for him, he's not going to want to take it. It's going to be what our rabbis call namo sufa. It's going to be literally a handout, and nobody wants to be the recipient. When you tell them, I'm only going to do a little bit, okay, a little bit I can take. And I think this is such an important lesson, especially for parents. Of course, there are times when we have to talk to our children and explain things. However, more important is emor ma'at, asay arbei, show them by your actions, and by your actions they will learn that much more, because actions truly do speak louder than words. I just wish to conclude by saying, Nachum, how proud all of us are, your family at JM in the AM, of where you are in Venice, of where you are and what you are doing, commemorating for the Jewish community in Venice and Jewish community worldwide, to remind us how much we have to be thankful for, to remind us that Literally one of the first ghettos ever was established in March of 1516 in Venice. And Jews were segregated and put there in cramped quarters. And so this ghetto uh, was maintained over the years in different times in greater force and not. But to remind us on the Secha, of that which God does for us on a very daily basis. And Nachum, we're proud of you, because really, and you do a lot of talking, but Baruch Hashem, you too 
live up to this very high standard of as much as you talk, you do more. And more ma'at, v'yasei harbei. Nachum, keep up the good work. Keep on giving pride to the Jewish community. In this case here, not only the Jews of Venice, but Baruch Hashem, the Jews worldwide. Shabbat Shalom to all.